Hey there, how are you? I hope you're having a fantastic day or night, depending on where you are in the world. Today, we are going to be talking about referrals, so stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting into it here. So we've all shared referrals, passed along job opportunities, talked with friends, collaborated on different positions. Basically, all of us, most of us have been either the referrer or the referral. (laughs) But this particular uh, episode is going to be focused on if you have someone super awesome that you want to share with your company. So let's get into it. Employee referrals are, or should be anyway, a big source of hires for any organization. I think if you have a great company that you work for, it's really easy to want to refer your friends to that awesome company as well. And so basically what an employee referral is, is when an employee that works at a particular company refers someone they know to a role. And generally speaking, there is a monetary incentive for you to do said referring, which is amazing. So let's get into it here. What are some things that you should think about? When you are going to refer someone, number one, is there a referral bonus? Most of the time, as I just mentioned, yes. And oftentimes it's pretty significant. Like the last, oh gosh, I'm trying to think, last three companies, it was 5,000, 2,500. And then the one before that ranged, I want to say between like two and 10 grand. And it really just depended on the role. So for um, like harder to fill roles, there was accelerators to refer people into those roles. So one thing you want to know, is there a referral bonus? And if so, what is it? How much? Is there a tiered referral, right? So as in the case I just mentioned, is everybody a flat 2,500? Does it matter what role it is? Things of that nature. You also want to know, is there specific guidelines or rules or like best practices around referrals? Every company is slightly different. Generally speaking, they just want that person to be there. Usually what I see normally is 90 days. But again, every company is different. So you just want to know. And then how are the funds paid out? Sometimes companies will say, after the 90 days, you get everything. Other companies will say, okay, day one, when they actually start, you get half, and then you get the other half at the 90 days. So just knowing how it's paid out, not that that should really matter whether or not you're going to refer, but just so you know when to expect it. Oftentimes, referrals are processed through payroll differently. Um, So I have seen quite a few instances where it's either forgotten or it doesn't actually get sent over to payroll for processing. So you just want to know how the funds are paid out so you can make sure that you're actually getting credit for that awesome hire. Number two, find the correct guidelines or process. You want to make sure you submit your referral correctly. So a really, really good example of this is at my last company, we used Greenhouse. And in Greenhouse, you have to go in and on the main page at the top, it's like add, and then you go to add a referral. However, there is a um, a link in Greenhouse that's kind of confusing. And I forget exactly where it is because it's been so long since it's, uh, I've seen Greenhouse without a recruiter view. But um, there's a way to create a link to a job so you can share it on your social media. But here's the kicker. If you create a link let's say I want to refer someone to a recruiting position. I'd go into Greenhouse, and this is just an example. A lot of ATSs probably have this. Uh, It's just confusing to people. So I just want to make sure I try and explain this correctly. So go in there. I'm going to refer someone to a recruiting position. I'm going to say, great, I want to share this job on LinkedIn just in case anyone else I know wants to look into this opportunity. So I create the link, I post it on LinkedIn, and then a couple of my people in my network use my personal link to apply to the job. 
Here's the kicker. Specifically in Greenhouse, that's not going to show as a referral. It's going to show as a social link application. However, if I went into Greenhouse, instead of getting my personalized link, I go to add, add a referral, and I, Stephanie, personally submit, you know, Bobby Sue's information to that role, then it will show up as a referral. So you just want to make sure what the correct process is so you get full credit for your referral. This is important. (laughs) And I will say this, most of the time I haven't run into an ATS in a long, long, long time. But you never know. Most of the time, let's say I do the link way instead of submitting the referral formally, uh, most of the time your recruiting team can go in and change it. But if we know better out of the gate, let's just do it right the first time. And that kind of piggybacks onto number three, which is making sure you go through the proper channels. Sometimes there isn't always going to be an ATS where you go in to submit a referral. Sometimes you need to send referrals to a specific email. Maybe it's to a specific recruiter. Maybe, I don't know, every company can do this so many different ways, just depending on the size and the scale of the organization. Sometimes people prefer to go to the hiring manager and copy the recruiter. Sometimes it's just send it to us in Slack. So just make sure you know the best way to do it. I definitely would recommend always looping in the recruiter when possible, just because our job as recruiters is to make sure that we are giving people the best positive candidate experience that we can. And if we don't know about referrals that are going through the process, uh, we can't be there to help. So truly, 99% of the recruiters I know just want to help out and facilitate a good process. Number four, do not, do not, please do not take it personal if your referral doesn't work out. Oftentimes, there are things happening behind the scenes that recruiting and hiring managers are not allowed to share. Oftentimes, there are very specific things a hiring manager may be looking for, even though like your person that you referred is amazing and they fit perfect to a T what you were told three months ago when a similar position was open is what they're looking for. It could be very different. Or let's say you have, you know, two sales teams, one person and one team really needs a certain kind of background that doesn't mean the other team also needs that background, right? So with each new role, we always think about what is the current team look like? What sort of gaps are we missing from a skill that perspective. And that all changes with every new role that we hire for. So if your person isn't going to be the best fit, please don't take it personal. It's not. I promise. Like I promise you as recruiters, we want to fill the roles just as much, if not more, <laughs> than you want your referral to be hired, I swear. Um, so if they're a good fit, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that person has the best possible experience. And if they're the right person, get them the best possible offer. Number five, respect that oftentimes recruiting teams can't give you updates or share specifics, right? So oftentimes we can say, you know, hey, that person didn't end up working out. Uh, We're moving forward with other candidates, right? A very general update. However, it is a confidential process people go through, right? Like when they interview and every company has a slightly different stance on this, but I've always firmly been on the side of the house of every person who goes through an interview process deserves that process and that feedback to be held confidential. And again, there's different schools of thoughts here, but what I always try and do is give feedback to the candidate if I'm able to. Uh, Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't for a whole host of reasons, but that's a different rabbit hole. I won't drag us down today. And then if that person that you referred wants to share that feedback with you, awesome. I just don't personally feel like it's my place to go and share feedback about someone else to a different person. That feels just 
again, like crossing a line of that's their privacy, it's their job search, it's their feedback. If they want to share it, great, but I don't feel like it's my place to do it. Um, and some companies will go even further and say we're not allowed to. So if you can't get a specific update around exactly why someone wasn't able to be hired, check in with your person that you referred, see if they got feedback. If not, ask that person to reach out to their recruiter and get feedback. Again, sometimes we can share it, sometimes we can't. And honestly, sometimes we get the feedback and sometimes it's just like, nope, not a fit, passing. Um, There's been times where, you know, my hiring managers are just insanely busy and it takes, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks to catch them on a Zoom or on the phone to get more specific feedback. But I can't wait three weeks to tell a candidate they're not a fit, right? Or that we're moving forward with other candidates. So sometimes we have the feedback and can't share it. And sometimes we simply don't. So we have just a generic no, and we're trying to find out why. Uh, We just respect the timeline, right? To let candidates know as soon as we're able to. Number six, please do not argue with the decision made. Oh my goodness. So I laugh at this and my oh my goodness comment. There has been so many times where people will refer candidates and they're amazing candidates, but for whatever reason, they don't work out. And I let that person know because they'll be like, hey, what happened with so-and-so? I'm like, oh, unfortunately, we are, you know, moving forward with other candidates. And I'm li- and they literally argue with me. I'm like, <laughs> pause. <laughs> of the time, I have little influence around referrals. And I say that because we usually, most companies, if someone submits a referral, we will push it to the hiring manager, even if based on the resume, they're not a fit. Um, Because referrals are so important to companies that we want to have hiring managers at least set eyes on the resume just in case. But what is really, really not cool is to argue either with your recruiter or the hiring manager around the decision that they made. Respect that decision. I totally understand you want to advocate for your friends, your family, your awesome coworkers, like whoever's in your network, and it's not going to do anyone any good to sit there and argue about it. Now, if let's say your candidate was like, hey, I got this particular feedback, and for whatever reason, that feedback, like there was just a misunderstanding, like definitely feel free to share that. Like, hey, it sounds like there might have been miscommunication. They said the feedback was this. Really, here's their background. They do have experience in this. And you can say something along the lines of, if that changes things, you know, certainly feel free to reach out to them and continue the conversation. They're still interested, right? Like there's a way to go about correcting misinformation without starting an argument because I promise you, it will not be productive. Number seven, make sure your referral is legit. Um, <laughs> there's been quite a few times where people will submit referrals and I'll reach out to said referral and they'll be like, wait, who are you? What company are you talking about? I wasn't interested in this job. So-and-so never reached out to me. Um, so just make sure like before you submit a referral that whoever's resume or information you're sending, they know about the role and they've expressed interest. It looks really bad and it's a bad candidate experience to reach out to a candidate and be like, hey, so-and-so referred you to this really awesome opportunity. I'd love to set up a time for an interview. And they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's awkward. Please don't do that. (laughs) Uh, Number eight, make an introduction to the recruiter and your referral. Quickest way to get the ball rolling. Obviously, still go through proper channels. If it's submitting them in your ATS, if it's, you know, sending it in a Slack channel, whatever proper way you're supposed to do it, do that and send off an intro can't hurt. And if they're a good fit, it makes a really smooth transition for the recruiter to be like, great, what time are you available? Or here's my link to my calendar. Grab a time. Number nine, be prepared. Make sure you have your contact information. I can't call or email a referral if I don't have their phone number or email address. (laughs) 
Sometimes resumes are submitted with referrals, sometimes not. But if you don't have a resume, at least share the LinkedIn profile. If I don't have a resume, I don't have a LinkedIn profile. All I have is the name. Like there's no way for me or the hiring manager to say, yes, they're a fit just by looking at a name, right? Like we need to know the background. And then if they are a good fit, it's really great when we have a way to contact that person. (laughs) I know I'm laughing, but like you would be surprised, maybe not, as to how often this happens. (laughs) Number 10, follow up on your bonus, confirm it's on your check, look at your W2, no, pay subs, whatever the hell. And if it's missing, make sure you follow up. Uh, As I mentioned before, referrals are especially if they're not automated through like a system that connects to your payroll system. Sometimes, honestly, they just get lost in the shuffle or forgotten about. So make sure you follow up. Number 11, go into your phone, search your contacts. Referrals don't always have to be from LinkedIn or social media. They can be like people we know in real life. I know, I know. (laughs) It's just crazy. Number 12, go through your LinkedIn connections. You would be surprised at how many LinkedIn connections a person can accumulate over the years and who you might know. So if you're, as we're approaching a holiday season, if you're like, gosh, I really wish I could, you know, especially around the holidays or if you have a birthday coming up or an anniversary or a vacation, gosh, I could really use a few extra dollars, right? Go through your LinkedIn. Who do you know? What jobs are open? Can you refer someone? And number 13, share the open jobs to your networks on the different social platforms, to people you know in person. Get the word out. Let people know. You never know where that next referral bonus might come from. And then just to run through a list of benefits to employers around referrals. Most people know about this, but real quickly, as a refresher, if you're like, why do we do this again? Number one, ultimately it saves you money. I know paying out referral bonuses may not sound like it's going to save you money, but the long run, time, energy, paying for other ways to get people in the door, it saves you money. Number two, it saves you time. It's faster. Your recruiting team doesn't have to source as much. And usually when people are being referred, they're really solid candidates. So we can move them through the process relatively quickly. Number three, you get to hire really amazing people. Smart, awesome people. No other smart, awesome people. Number four, often they're a better fit with the organization from a culture perspective. Number five, they tend to stay longer. So your retention is higher. Number six, generally speaking, they get to start a job with the eyes wide open effect, as I like to say. They know the good, the bad, the ugly. They know the challenges they're getting into because that person they personally know told them all the things, right? Number seven, they're usually really hard workers because if you are working at, let's say, a really intense, high stress, fast paced company and your employees are referring other great people to you, those people are not going to be surprised at the type of culture and environment. They're going to be that person who's going to work hard. And then a quick list of things to consider from an employer perspective. Number one, quality over quantity. I cannot stress this enough in recruiting. I would rather have one or two amazing candidates than 10 okay candidates. Number two, make sure you keep an eye on your diversity metrics if you have them. If not, you probably should, but it's a different conversation. (laughs) Uh, Because oftentimes people are going to be in network with people who are like them, right? And so if you have a bunch of the same type of people referring the same type of people, uh, you can lose sight of diversity and making sure your teams are well-rounded. Number three, think through as a company, as a policy, as a guideline, as a rule, whatever best practice, whatever word you want to use, what you want to share and what you want to keep confidential. If someone refers someone, do they get to have the feedback? 
Is it just to the candidate? And every company is going to have different uh, viewpoint on that. So just make sure you think that through beforehand. Number four, how are you going to communicate the program, the benefits, and how often do you want to talk about it? Um, oftentimes, you know, if there's like a monthly all hands meeting, talk about referral bonus, talk about who you're hiring for. Uh, maybe you have like a weekly company update, put your open jobs in there, get the word out. And number five, how much of a referral bonus do you want to pay and what sort of budget do you have, right? If you have a budget for three referrals, maybe you're not going to talk about that referral bonus program every week. Maybe you're going to talk about it a couple times a year. So just make sure you're thinking about those sort of things. All right. I hope you found that information helpful, valuable. If you have a topic you want me to cover, reach out, let me know. Happy to help if I'm able. As always, thank you so much for being here, listening to the show. I appreciate you. Check out the website, Steph Dennis. 13 for some awesome resources, podcast directory. If you want to work together, I have some services up there for you. Um, how you can support the show, simply listening, sharing with a friend, um, leaving a rating and or review, and then monetarily on PayPal or Anchor. The links are below. You can find me on the socials, StephDennis13, Instagram and TikTok, and then Instagram Career Talk Podcast as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so fabulous. I hope you have a lovely, amazing rest of your day.